welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. All right, we are going to talk more about our vaccine headlines, our vaccine war headlines. This is volume number 10. We've got a pretty big story here breaking from the Stu Peter Show. The founder of the vaccine police, Christopher Key, has been jailed and is being held without bond. Here is Stu on the Stu Peter Show to tell you more. All right, this is breaking right now on the Stu Peter Show. Christopher Key, the founder of Vaccine Police, has been arrested, taken into custody for unknown charges in Jefferson County, Alabama. Now, we do know that he was there for a court appearance. Uh, we saw some grumblings in Telegram, and then I got a phone call from one of the Vaccine Police organizers who did confirm to me that Christopher Key was indeed in custody. Jennifer didn't know what Christopher had been charged with at that time. We did take a call from Christopher Key just now live from the Jefferson County Jail, and here's what he said. Uh, brother, it, it was crazy. Um, they had agreed to allow me to do Zoom because they understood I had a medical religious exemption. So um, they moved us into a room and we got everything set up to do Zoom, and then the bailiff came back and said, uh, Christopher, um, she's now saying that you have to wear a mask, um, and if you don't, then, you know, I, I, he said, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, what do you mean? And, and so I started recording my camera again, and the other officer came out and said, you can't be recording. I said, look, um, the law clearly states that um, anybody can record. The only person that needs permission is the press. And he said, take that off. And I'm like, no. So he walked back inside and then came back out and said, um, sir, you're being arrested. And I said, for what? He said, you're being arrested. And I said, why? And he said, you're being arrested. They took my camera from me. Uh, they brought me back in through the um, judges uh, in front of the court. And uh, the judge said, if you do not put a mask on, um, you're going to jail. And they said, he cannot say anything. Take him to jail. And um, I've got no bond. Um, I have no idea what has happened. I, I don't know. Um, there's nothing that says I was in contempt of court or anything. She said, she, what she did say, um, I heard through the door, was that um, because I did not put a mask on, uh, that was failure to appear. So um, it, th this is crazy, Stu, and I just want everybody to know that um, I'm safe as of right now. I'm not suicidal. I, I love life. I would never kill myself, and I know it's ridiculous for me to have to say that. Uh, but we're over the target, brother, and what we're doing is God's work, helping God's children, and more importantly, um, the people of the world now. And we got to stop this, and they don't want this truth to get out. So other people have to stand up now, guys, because I have no idea how long I'm going to be in jail, and other people have to do this, but they got to do it legally and lawfully, okay? Again, vaccine police is not about violence in any form of the fashion. Um, i got people going to Louisiana now. They're going to continue to move forward with what we were doing of, of arresting the governor on February the 7th. Uh, this has not hindered us in any form of the fashion. Uh, my billboards are still being put up in all 50 states. Um, we're still doing God's work. So, guys... Please keep me in your prayers, and, and please do not let this get you guys down. We're all about love, and continue to spread this message. And Vaccine Police loves you guys, and I love you, Stu, and thank you for taking my phone call, brother. Of course, absolutely, anytime. These are the tactics of the communists. 
we all we have to do, Christopher, is look at our history around the world, look at Germany 1939 as people all over the place in, in multiple countries throughout our history have been rounded up and jailed. It's happening as a scare tactic and as a fear tactic. So they shut you down using big tech. They censor your billboards. You're only allowed to use certain companies to put up your billboards, and the wording has to be altered. I've been with you in that battle. Uh, and so now, because there's stories coming out from the mockingbird communist media outlets like the Daily Beast, uh, and, and they're uh, anticipating you lawfully arresting a tyrant, an out-of-control criminal tyrant breaking the law, violating constitutional rights. They're preempting that. They're getting out in front of this by coming after you with the force of the law. You haven't been charged with a crime. You didn't break any laws. You didn't, you didn't break any statutory laws uh, or any codes. And there you are, without bond, being held behind bars in custody. You're not suicidal. we got about a minute left here. Uh, what are your final words, Christopher? Final words are, guys, I need you guys to really pick up the phones now and the emails. Um, sheriff Padway um, is the sheriff here. I served him before I went into court uh, because I felt like something like this might happen. So I need you guys to really make phone calls to Sheriff Petway, uh, make phone calls to Judge Ross in, at, 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 at her office. And you have one minute remaining. Um, to, to Governor Ivey to let them know that I am a patriot. Um, I'm standing up for God's people, God's children. I'm standing up for the Constitution, and I've been unlawfully arrested, and I'm being illegally attained. And the governor knows about this. Um, the, the sheriff knows about this. The, the deputy chief of police of Mountain Brook, um, he has defied, um, kept me from getting evidence for my case. He was a friend of mine. He, he was my um, center while I was a quarterback of my football team. Um, and and they, they removed me from his jurisdiction and, and moved it into Jefferson County because they knew he was a good guy and that he wouldn't allow these things to happen. So they're, they're, they're passing the buck, and, and they put me now in a jurisdiction that are very, very evil guys. So I need y'all's prayers. Love you, man. Love you. God bless you, and you have all of the prayers coming. Uh, I think your time, Your time is up. Christopher Key, God bless you. This is what tyranny looks like in the United States of America. A man is being held in custody, in jail, behind bars, without bail. Not because he hurt somebody, not because he broke a law, not even because he was speeding. No statute, no ordinance violations. In jail without bail being held. Now, the vaccine police was founded after Christopher Key found some success by approaching a school board filled with petty tyrants that wanted to mask kids. They wanted to force masks on the faces of children, regardless of what parents' wishes were. He got that mask mandate lifted. When he found that success, we did a story here on the Stu Peter show as we were giving regular people a platform. That's what we do here, the people's bullhorn. That's what we're all about. As a result of his appearance on this show, his boss fired him from his job. So he responded to a calling from God. He made the vaccine police his new full-time job. I hope that you will all make your opinions known to the people responsible there. We'll put the links in our Telegram. They're at StuPeters.com. And that was Stu Peters, of course, on the Stu Peters Show with the founder of Vaccine Police, Christopher Key. Now, here's Congressman Jim Jordan asking some important questions about natural immunity. Dr. McCary, what's the budget at uh, CDC? Do you happen to know that? CDC, it's about $9 billion, sir. How, how about at NIAID? What's the budget there? $6 billion. What about NIH? What's the budget there? Between 42 and $43 billion. 
42 and 43. So I do the quick math. That's like 57, $58 billion. That's annual, right? Annual. Do you know how many people work at uh, CDC? 31,000 people between CDC and NIH. 31,000 people spending $58 billion a year. Uh, why hasn't our government done a study on natural immunity? If I can be honest, uh, Representative Jordan, I don't think they want to know the answer. It would undermine the indiscriminate vaccination policy for every single human being, including extremely low risk so people. I saw in your opening statement that you're actually doing a study on natural immunity. Is that right? That's right. With private funding, Johns Hopkins, my research team is doing a study. Other countries have done this study. Is that, is that correct? Uh, most of our learnings come from Israel and other countries, yes, sir. The Israel study is the largest study done worldwide, and it found that natural immunity adjusted for age and comorbidity is 27 times more effective than vaccinated immunity. The scientists in our government at the at CDC and, and, and NIH, they don't account for that? They don't talk about that? They, what, what do they say about that study? They never talk about it um, unless asked, but I would say that they are doing worse than being absent on the topic. They are undermining natural immunity through two studies that the CDC did that are so flawed, that are so uh, poorly put together. Honestly, they would not qualify for a seventh grade science fair. We can spend money some of that $58 billion and some of the resources at NIH and CDC can be used to fund gain-of-function research and give a grant to EcoHealth, who then sends some of that money to uh, a lab in, in Wuhan, China. That's just fine, but we can't find any resources to deal with a fundamental question about natural immunity, and so much so that you have to go out and get private funding to do it yourself. It's either they know the answer and don't want the American people to know, or they do know the answer and are trying to hide it. I think it's pretty obvious that they're hiding some things. Andy has joined me in the studio for some numbers here on VARES, the VARES update. Right. You've got an article. Tell us, tell the people where yes, it's Yes, this is Vaccine War Headlines Volume 10 on diggingdeeper.us on the news tab. Okay, and I'll read the numbers for you here. The new VARES report is out. I had mentioned it earlier, but this is just as of December 24th. So, of course, these numbers are higher as it's two weeks later. So, there have been over 1 million reports. That includes 21,000 deaths, 110,000 hospitalizations, and another 110,000 urgent care visits. Then there's the doctor office visits at 156,000. Then some of the conditions that are being experienced, anaphylaxis, 8,600 cases, over 12,500 Bell's palsies cases. Sadly, almost 3,500 miscarriages, so you can add those to the deaths. 10,600 heart attacks and 22,000 myocarditis or pericarditis episodes, which are heart conditions. 35,000 plus people have been permanently disabled. Mm. 5,000 experienced low platelet count. 23,800 life-threatening events not otherwise classified with 36,000 severe allergic reactions, which is enough to get any drug banned. <laughs> Just the <laughs> allergic reactions. Right. <laughs> 36,000. And 11,400 cases of shingles. But there is some good news. There is a lawyer who has a client who asked for the FDA to release all the numbers, remember? Oh, right, And right. we talked about this with they the 500 was, mm -hmm. pages it, of 
year? It would, t- it would take them, you know, 55 years to release it all. Right. Like yeah. So um, instead of the FDA's requested 500 pages a month, the court actually ordered FDA to produce Pfizer COVID data at the rate of 55,000 pages per month. Okay. This is a great win for the transparency. It removes one of the strangleholds federal health authorities have had on the data needed for independent scientists to offer solutions and addresses serious issues with the current vaccine program. Issues including waning immunity, variants evading vaccine immunity, and as the CDC has confirmed, vaccines do not prevent transmission. Aaron Siri, he's the one I'm quoting there. He is the lawyer who has been fighting this fight. Okay. In ordering the release of the documents in a timely manner, the judge recognized that the release of this data is of paramount public importance and should be one of the FDA's highest priorities. He then aptly quoted James Madison as saying, a popular government without popular information or the means of acquiring it is but a prologue to a farce or a tragedy. Hmm. A nation that is afraid to let its people judge the truth and falsehood in an open market is a nation that is afraid of its people. John F. Kennedy. Oh, that sounds like modern day situation right there. Right? Yeah. Another headline here, we have jab injured pilots speaking out. Pilot blacks out in midair. This bioweapon shot is tearing lives apart. Mm-hmm. Cody Flint is 34 years old. Until recently, he worked as an agricultural pilot. He has 15 years of flying experience. Like so many other people, Cody received the Pfizer shot last year. He waited 48 hours, then went up for a flight, but everything went wrong. He got a severe headache, like a bomb went off inside his head. He got tunnel vision, couldn't properly move his arms and legs, and even blacked out. It's a miracle he managed to successfully land his plane. And Cody isn't sure how he did it because he doesn't remember actually landing. Ooh, that's frightening, isn't it? He went to the doctor who diagnosed him with vertigo. He says he's also suffering from severe intracranial pressure. He has lesions on his inner ears and fluid leaking into his skull. Forget flying. Now Cody can barely drive a car. He'd never had any issues like this before. Cody even had a physical just 10 days before getting the vaccine which he passed with flying colors. Now, unless his health dramatically improves, Cody's flying career is over, and maybe more. Hmm. So when you hear about these worker shortages all around the country, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stu Peters had a nice little um, interview with Cody. Uh, and so if you go to that link, you'll be able to watch the whole video, uh, interview with, with Stu Peters. Okay. All right. You know, I've been talking about the cytokine storm uh-huh. since I read the book. Right. The 1918 pandemic. Correct. And it looks like this next headline has something to do with the cytokine storm. Yeah, the next couple of headlines, actually. Okay, you do the first. Okay. Vaccinated people are dying from autoimmune attacks against their own organs. Again, on the link, there is a video. Let me read the summary. Two reputable scientists from Germany published a bombshell paper entitled On COVID Vaccines, Why They Cannot Work, and Irrefutable Evidence of Their Causative Role in Deaths After Vaccination. The findings were presented on December 10th at an interdisciplinary symposium 
where researchers discussed the safety and efficacy of the new vaccines. The study took a closer look at 15 vaccinated patients, ages ranging from 28 to 95, who died within seven days up to six months after receiving an experimental COVID vaccine. The vaccines did not save their lives. In fact, 14 of the deceased vaccinated patients suffered from extensive autoimmune damage in various vital organs. After taking the spike protein mRNA, their antibodies and T lymphocytes had turned them turned against them, attacking their vital organs. And the body's attacking itself? Right. Mm-hmm. The two main points of this article is spike protein mRNA causes autoimmune attacks in vital organs, and COVID vaccines train IgG antibodies and T lymphocytes to target the body's own organs. Dr. Peter McCullough is quoted, these COVID vaccines are the most dangerous biological medicinal product rollout in human history. Okay, so you've heard of AIDS, right? Everybody knows AIDS. Mm-hmm. How about vaccine AIDS? <laughs> okay, this is cases of vaccine-induced AIDS on the rise due to mass COVID vaccination. They're subtitling this VAIDS. It's V-A-I-D-S. A new paper published in The Lancet suggests that the more vaccines a person gets injected with for the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19, the faster his or her body succumbs to an AIDS-like immune-wasting syndrome called VAIDS. Vaccine-acquired immunity deficiency syndrome begins immediately following the first round of injections, Mm. as we predicted and as we've been telling everyone. Mm -hmm. And experts worry that each subsequent booster shot, this process of immune, immune erosion, as they call it, only continues to accelerate. For their research, scientists compared the health outcomes between vaccinated and unvaccinated people in Sweden. Roughly 1.6 million individuals in both groups were studied over the course of nine months. Pretty extensive study. Mm-hmm. 1.6 million, not a patient or a group of 30 people. Right. What was discovered is that fully vaccinated only have a smattering of immune protection for a very short amount of time. At most, six months. We said this before. Whereas out in six months, that's why you always want to get the booster or the next shot before Mm -hmm. six months is up so they can tear our system down faster. After that, the artificial immunity provoked by the injections wanes rapidly, leaving a fully vaccinated person with no protection against infection of any kind, just like AIDS. Mm. The unvaccinated, meanwhile, were found to maintain true and lasting immunity because their bodies were not jabbed with immune-degrading spike proteins and other mystery chemicals that we now know chip away at the immune system week after week post-injection. Oh, this infuriates me. I know. I know. Just killing our immune system on one side or the other. And one of the first things we talked about was the masks before the shots came out, right? Right. We were big anti-maskers, of course, because it deprives your brain of oxygen. Oxygen, right. Well, have you heard of ODMS? That's what it causes, right? Oxygen deprivation mask syndrome. It's now sweeping across the globe. Research reveals that prolonged use of COVID masks, homemade or N95, can cause anywhere from 5% up to 20% loss of oxygen. Mm -hmm. 
leading to hypercapnia, excessive carbon dioxide in the bloodstream, typically caused by inadequate respiration, or panic attacks, vertigo, double vision, tinnitus, <sighs> concentration <ears>. issues, <laughs> headaches, slowed reactions, seizures, alterations in blood chemistry, and suffocation due to air displacement. What are seizures? Seizures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Hail Caesar. <laughs> Well, a senior scholar at Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security says wearing a mask for a prolonged period of time can alter your blood chemistry. This yep. is his quote. Wearing a mask day in and day out can lead to alterations in blood chemistry, and that leads to changes in levels of consciousness. The rebreathing of our exhaled air will, without a doubt, create oxygen deficiency and a flooding of carbon dioxide. We know that the human brain is very sensitive to oxygen deprivation. There are nerve cells, for example, in the hippocampus that can't be longer than three minutes without oxygen. They cannot survive. The acute warning symptoms are headaches. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Drowsiness, dizziness, vertigo. Issues in concentration, slowing down of the reaction time, reactions of the cognitive system, according to Dr. Marguerite Grease-Brisson. And the reason so many mask wearers have no clue this chronic damage is happening to them is because once a person has chronic oxygen deprivation, all those symptoms disappear because the person gets accustomed to the deprived state. Mm. Oh, frog in boiling water. Right. Oh my gosh. However, their efficiency remains impaired and the lack of appropriate oxygen delivery to the brain continues to dangerously progress. Yep, that's why after prolonged mask use, many people say they don't mind it anymore. Oh. It's an unintended pun because they're losing their mind. They don't mind it anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Neurodegenerative diseases take years to develop, but we're already two years into this pandemic of mask wearing. Yep. As the oxygen deprivation continues, Dr. Brisson says nerve cells in the brain are unable to divide themselves in normal fashion, and damaged nerve cells are regenerated because the brain can't empty the trash. Oh, jeez. So ODMS is like carbon dioxide-induced anesthesia. Yeah. The more metabolically active the brain is, the more oxygen it needs. And that's why it's absolutely ridiculous for children to be wearing masks all day. Plus, their immune system is so adaptive, they need constant interaction with the microbiome of the earth, as the German neurologist put it. <laughs> this constant deprivation of oxygen, be it a slow torture at 5% to up to 20% all day, is not only dangerous to child and adolescent health, it also inhibits the development of the brain, creating irreversible damage, including permanent neurological damage, according to the expert in the field. Let's settle into that for a minute. Masked-induced anesthesia. It's the polar opposite of the value of going to school and learning. Is someone you know suffering from oxygen deprivation mask syndrome? Get some fresh air and change that daily environment as soon as humanly possible. Yes. And we know the value of sunlight. We've done many podcasts on that. Yes. So the sunlight and air. Without the mask, please. 
If the whole world would wake up tomorrow and take the proper dose of ivermectin, this pandemic would be over just like that. Isn't that crazy? But they don't want that information to get out there, so don't tell anybody about that, okay? Yeah, shh. It's our secret. Keep that. But there's something else. There's an incentive for these guys to keep it quiet because what's happening with the insurance companies? Well, the life insurance companies aren't liking this at all. They are reporting 40% increase in death claims since the start of the vaccine rollout. Not all of them are COVID. Yeah, they don't like this because they're, they're having, having to, to pay, pay out claims. more. Yeah. Right. Bailout. One America, right? One America, based in Indianapolis, has been around since 1877. They have revealed that the death rate is up 40% compared to pre-pandemic levels. They reported that the deaths are occurring in working age people between the ages of 18 and 64. We are seeing right now the highest death rates we've seen in the history of this business, not just at One America. The data is consistent across every player in the life insurance business. Hmm. Dr. Robert Malone says this headline is a nuclear truth bomb masquerading as an insurance agent's dry manila envelope full of actuarial tables. Just to give you an idea of how bad that is, a three sigma or a one in 200 year catastrophe would be 10% increase over pre-pandemic. So 40% is just unheard of. So to increase their death rates by 40%, it would have to be something four times greater than a one in 200 year catastrophe. That's how big this is from an actuarial standpoint. In other words, the deaths are through the roof. Through the roof. According to Malone, he was informed that most of the claims for deaths being filed are not being classified as COVID deaths. It may not all be COVID on their death certificate, but deaths are up huge. Just the same. Life insurance companies are sounding death alert warnings. This is from Mike Adams at Natural News. There are nearly 100,000 excess deaths happening per month in the USA right now, according to life insurance companies that are sounding the alarm over what Dr. Robert Malone calls a mass casualty event that's unfolding due to COVID vaccines. This is a red alert situation unfolding right in front of us. The human race is being slaughtered through the injection of clot shots, that are deliberately designed to reduce global population through death and infertility. All the politicians, scientists, regulators, and journalists who are in this are committing genocidal crimes against humanity, and they're even targeting children. And life insurance companies are facing financial collapse if this trend continues, which it will. They will soon need a government bailout and life insurance rates being charged to employees will skyrocket. All the tyrants and genocidal maniacs pushing these vaccines are carrying out an actual vaccine holocaust that will likely kill between 1 to 2 billion people worldwide over the next 10 years, even if the clot shots are stopped right now. They're doing it on purpose. Big tech, big pharma, big media, big government... They're all conspiring to achieve a planetary-scale ethnic cleansing campaign involving mass suffering and death across human civilization. You're literally living through a global holocaust disguised as a vaccine campaign. The needle is the weapon delivery system, and the weapons are mRNA payloads. Mm -mm -mm. 
And the vaccine war headlines go on and on and on. That's why this was Volume 10. And you can find them all on diggingdeeper.us under the News tab. Vaccine War Headlines, Volume 10. Thanks for listening. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.